And yeah, what if I tried something like this? You know, maybe a It's a little laid back. Maybe you want something a little heavier. Uh, well, probably not heavy, but you're now listening to. Guys, I'm back. You're back. It's all happening. Last week, things got kind of intense. If you listened to the podcast last week, that you know that the question was, can exes be friends? And in order to answer that question, I decided to uh, sit down with an estranged ex and just hash it out. We did a lot of processing about our relationship at the end of the day, but uh turned out okay. I think it was okay. This week, the question is somewhat less emotional or, I don't know, more emotional, depending on who you are and what you're into and how passionate you are about sandwiches. This week, the question is, what makes a good sandwich? And I was chatting with David McGimsey. Let me tell you a little bit about David McGimsey, if you don't know. And if it sounds like I'm reading from a bio, I am. Uh, David McGimsey lives in Montreal. That's how I know him. He's my friend. And uh, he's the author of five collections of poetry, including Lil Bastard. That's Lil with a Lil. Take out the T's, put an apostrophe in there. Don't put the E. Lil. Lil Bastard. Um, and Lil Bastard is such a good book. You should just go get it right now. Order it. Buy it savor it, cherish it. I have it and I absolutely love it. It was named of one of the books of the year by the Quill and Choir and the National Post. And you guys, this is, this is big news. It was nominated for the Governor General's Award for Poetry in 2012. Um, and why was I talking to a poet about sandwiches? Well, who else actually? I don't need to answer that, even though I just posed the question myself, getting all uppity at my own head. Um, why not talk to a poet about sandwiches? But here's the thing about Dave McGimsey. He also writes about sandwiches. He has a sandwich column. He's the best. He also writes travel stuff. He plays guitar and sings in the rock band Puggy Hammer. He's just great, you guys. This is David McGimsey. And if you want to follow him online, you'd, which you definitely should, um, check out his Tumblr. That's McGimsey.tumblr.com. McGimsey is M-C-Gimp, S-E-Y. That's the easiest way to tell you that. McGimseyTumblr.com. Um, and he has some great advice on his Tumblr. Some st Stuff like never be in a place where the words oldest and fattest apply to you. That's solid advice. Um, you can also follow him on Twitter. On Twitter, he gets a little more casual. Not David, Dave. Dave McGimsey. At Dave McGimsey. Check him out on Twitter. We're talking about sandwiches this week. You guys, like I said, it's it's perhaps a less emotionally revealing podcast than the last one. So if that's why you're here, I don't know. I hope you're not disappointed. I will tell you about my first ever Halloween costume. That's going to pop up in this podcast. Um, what else is going to happen? Dave and I are both quite passionate about sandwiches. I'm in, I'm recording this intro in Toronto, actually, and um, I just had a really delicious sandwich at a place called Starving Artist Bar. Um, they make sandwiches on waffles, everything on waffles, everything on waffles, and they'll even give you gluten-free waffles. So it was it's just kind of the best place ever. So check out Starving Artist Bar if you're in Toronto and go get a waffle sandwich. I got a salad sandwich because I thought it might counteract the waffle, but... I don't know, probably didn't. Do I say waffle weird? It's hard to do intros, you guys. Waffle. Oh, during this podcast, you probably also want to get out a pen and paper because I'm going to give you the ingredients for the Oaxaca sandwich that's at Wild Oat in Ottawa. Seriously, make notes. Make notes. It's a delicious sandwich, and you can try to recreate it at home. 
what else is ha- happening? You're going to get the Skinny on Sandwiches in Montreal, Atlantic City, LA, all over the place. And Dave will tell you how to know if you're in a truly classic sandwich stand. There is one, did I just say sandwich stand? I may have. And don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I don't know who I'm talking to. I think I'm mostly just talking to myself. Things are getting contentious. <laughs> okay. All right. What makes a good sandwich? Who knows? Um, and as always, chime in at nomoreradio.com and uh, tell us your stuff. Tell us your feedback. <sighs> tell us stuff. Me. Us. Me. There's no we. But Paul helps me out a lot. He never gets a shout out in this podcast, and he should. Paul Aflalo, I like to call him my producer because it sounds fancy, and I guess he is. The truth is he sits with me side by side in a cafe while we upload the podcast every week, and he teaches me how to edit them, and he's such a gentle man and such a nice person. Um, so he he is instrumental in getting this podcast off the ground, so you should be grateful to him if you enjoy this. I'm not, you don't need to be grateful to anyone. I don't know why I'm telling you this. Feel whatever you want to feel in your heart. That's what this is all about. You're listening somewhere. I'm speaking somewhere. Do you know where I'm speaking? Maybe this is why I'm on edge. I'm speaking in a front room of my back room. It depends on how you want to view the house. I guess it's the back room of my friend's house in Toronto. It's her studio where she makes jewelry and it's really hot and sunny back here, but I've shut the door so no one else in the house can hear me and I'm crouched down on the floor. There's no chairs. I guess you don't need chairs when you're making jewelry. Just stand up and get it done. Um, so I'm here and I don't know where I was going with this. I think it was that I don't, I'm not here to tell you what to feel. I'm just here to speak into this machine and, uh, and hope for the best. Enjoy this one, you guys. Make a sandwich. Make a sandwich. Okay. The question is, what makes a good sandwich? A good sandwich. <laughs> I love how philosophical you look right now. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I had to think about this, and I still haven't come up with a, an appropriate answer. Actually, because a really good sandwich is sort of uh, actually in, in some ways not that memorable. Because a really good sandwich should be an indicator of all the good sandwiches you've had in the past and all the good sandwiches you're going to have in the future. So if it actually contains some sort of exotic ingredient or something that you can only get at one place, that kind of doesn't count. Really? I don't think that counts. I like where you're going with this because I think a lot of people may think that a good sandwich does contain the odd or unique ingredient. I think they're wrong that way because even the ones that are good, you know, and the ones that around like the world, you say, oh, that's, that's a really good sandwich. Let's say like we'll go like with the, uh, you know, the iconic uh, Philly cheesesteak, you yeah. know, with the Pats and Geno's in Philadelphia. Now, the ingredients there are available to anyone. Like you could make it at home in some ways, but you could never make it as good as they do it. And it's kind of a mystery as to why with such simple and really cheap ingredients. Like, I mean, they use like craft cheese whiz on it. It's not really? like they're using, yeah, it's not like they're using, you know, like really high end ingredients for it. And it's like, you know, cheap, uh, you know, sub roll and, uh, and, uh, and beef and onions. So it's not, it's not uh, a mystery as to what's in it at all, but yet somehow, some way they make it better. And, uh, I think that's like really the, what you're looking for in a sandwich is kind of like the absolute like best experience uh, of a very simple thing. Like my favorite sandwich in Montreal actually is in a, a Cafe Italia on uh, Saint Laurent. 
And the sandwich that I like there is just to have a peanut butter sandwich. Oh. And so it's the only restaurant I know, really, in Montreal that has a peanut butter sandwich. I'm loving this. On the menu, right? And so there's nothing about the sandwich itself that I could say, well, the quality of the bread is really high and it's great with like a quality coffee, but also the way with which the simplicity and the familiarity of that sandwich, you know, is satisfying is what makes it a great sandwich. When you say peanut butter sandwich, do you mean just peanut butter? Or just peanut butter. Really? That's it. Really? That's it. Just no peanut jelly. butter and bread. No jelly. No yeah. jelly. No jelly. I think, <laughs> I think you can ask for jelly, but I think they'll, I think they'll look at you funny. Oh my I'm not goodness. sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I've never I mean, but that's 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 the way I look at it, like about uh, a, a definitely a quality, even like the ones like, you know, whatever, like a Montreal, like smoked meat sandwich or anyone around. They're all like simple, like a, a sandwich with like weird ingredients is just weird. And then if I, I never like it, too, if I get a sandwich, that has got like truffle oil or or things like that. It's like, I was going to ask gross. you, this like, is good because yeah. I was going to ask you specifically, like what ingredients are too far for a sandwich? Well, like truffle oil is too far for anything, <laughs> you know, and anything that, uh, yeah, anything that is like, uh, I don't know, like if it's, if it's too busy and there's too many ingredients that don't make sense, like at some point, then you think like, what's the point of that? Like, what is the point if you don't taste any of it? And it just like creates like a sort of like a, like a mess of flavors and so it'll start to taste like garbage after a while yeah you know which is sort of like you know like the smell of like a really bad sub shop you know and you can sort of like smell the way the vegetables have been in the bins there for a while and it has that slight garbagey smell gosh what i'm loving about this conversation already <laughs> is how many sub questions i feel like there are and how palpable your love for sandwiches is that we could just we could just keep doing this let's do it do you think there's, would there be like a magic number of ingredients that should be in a sandwich or a number after which it's too far and it's just going to be a like mess? I think like all good like sandwiches basically have a component of three ingredients. Okay. They can have more than five, but they basically like fit the profile of those three ingredients. So it's usually like bread, meat, and cheese, right? And then there's like something else like a condiment, like mustard or ketchup, right. which helps the basic profile of those three things. Thank you for not saying mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. That's, we had spoken that's, before the... Con that's the, our safe word. Yeah, podcast yeah. that mayonnaise yeah. is going to be our safe word. So if you hear... You've you, gone too far. If mayonnaise. If you, mayonnaise. If you hear either one of us say that, <laughs> you'll know that we need to stop the, stop the podcast. What about you? What's, uh, do, you do you enjoy a sandwich? Well, here... Or do you have... Or, do you, or it's like, this is like a, a gluten issue. Yeah. yeah so you say you don't eat like just a regular slice of bread with a thick layer of gluten uh, in the middle. Yeah. And, yeah exactly. I do enjoy a sandwich. I really do, but since since I've gone gluten free um, and also vegan, right? It's uh, it's difficult to find like a super delicious sandwich um, out out in the world. Right. Sometimes I have to make these, but there is one sandwich that I absolutely love and that I have made the road trip especially for. Okay, there's a cafe in Ottawa called Wild Oat, and they have a sandwich called the Oaxaca. Oaxaca, and I freaking love it. It's like uh, they make it on gluten free bread for me. Okay, and it's like black. Bean spread. Right. You know, this might be too many ingredients for you. I'll tell you what's in it. No, it sounds black, good so far. Yeah. Black bean spread, uh, sun-dried tomato tapenade. Okay. I don't know how you feel about the tapenades. I feel like maybe this That's is fine. It's already That's a fine. bit yeah, pretentious yeah, yeah, of a yeah, salad. Yeah. Um, actually wrote down the ingredients so I could, could I'm going to tell you everything that's it. in it. Are you ready for this? I'm black, so ready. Black bean spread, sun-dried tomato tapenade, old cheddar. I get mine on the side and Love then I give it cheddar. to my friend Jess. But oh, you don't, you don't eat the, so I no can't. lactose either? Yeah, I just prefer not. Okay. So I take that out. Avocado. 
Well, that sounds delicious. Tomato. Yeah. Red onion. That's good with the red onion, too, yeah. Chipotle pepper. Are we going too Fantastic. far? No, that goes good with the black bean. Okay, cilantro and mixed greens. Yeah. Well, that sounds perfect. You approve of this sandwich? I approve of all the sandwiches because I actually like, to me, like the uh, the the salad mix, right? The uh, the tomato, the onion, the chipotle, uh, the cilantro, the avocado. That to me is essentially one ingredient. Okay. Even though they're, but it's like basically a salad that you're putting on it. Yeah. You know? And that has its own distinct flavor. You know, and it's sort of, and basically the main ingredient is the black beans. Yeah. That's a black bean sandwich. You're right. Right. I see. I like how you talk about things, and um, because my food vocabulary is just basically like it's yummy, it's well, gross. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I found a description of this sandwich online that I'd like to read to you. Okay. Somebody called it. Um, they said this modest-looking sandwich is full of authentic flavors and contrasting textures. <laughs> And I was like, Do you know what? It is a modi- modest-looking sandwich that is, is full well, is, of all of those things. It does sound it does sound uh, unpretentious in its in its basic uh, format, but uh, I mean, you don't have to call I it tapenade, do you? That no, sounds pretentious. I suppose it does, but <laughs> but you want to know. I guess sometimes some things too. You want to know that somebody's thought about it, you know, enough that they're going to give it like some sort of fancy name. Yeah, the tapenade is better than actually whatever. Like noting. You know, it's deliciousness yeah. or something, I think. Yeah. When you mentioned a peanut butter sandwich earlier, it reminded yeah. me, talking about my particular love of sandwiches, the first Halloween costume I remember was when I was in kindergarten. I was five years old, and I used to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for lunch every day. And right. my mom would joke around that if you keep eating that, you're going to turn into a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> so for Halloween... You win as a PB&J sandwich? I win as a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And oh, I was amazing. so psyched. Like, I love that costume. There so wasn't much was it, to like it. like two big cardboard pieces of bread? Basically, two you, giant, yeah. like, foam pieces of bread. And I probably wore, like... I mean, it was the early 80s. I probably wore, like, a... a raspberry-colored turtleneck and some brown corduroys. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's better just to take real slices of bread and just tape them around yourself. That would have been great. I'm an overstuffed sandwich. Oh, that's great. Exactly. I'm a a triple-decker here, yeah. That might be this year's Halloween (laughs) costume. That's a really good idea, actually. It's Um, wasteful, though. Right, like I, 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 my my mom would not approve of that. Even if you just put, if you just put one slice of bread on each side of you. Yeah, like that. I don't think she'd approve of like the wasting of of a slice of bread. Yeah, you know? that's like fair. wasting hundreds of dollars on on a cardboard replica. Of it, that's fine. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But wasting two cents of bread, that's different. Yeah. How do you feel about the toasted sandwich? Because I was thinking, if you toasted the bread and taped it to you, you could possibly still eat it at the end of the night. That is true. That is very, very true, yeah. You know, and you could get some, like, uh, some like molasses candy, you know, <laughs> and grill it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's yeah, like yeah. even that much yeah, more so, preserved? Well, exactly. No, so you have something to go with your, like, Halloween candies, like after. You know, make a Halloween candy sandwich. Yeah. yeah that sounds so disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember those molasses candies? Did you get those like at, at uh, Halloween? Like there's little like they're, they're sort of like the rock bottom of like you know like of cheap people. Yeah, like, you didn't want to give out the good stuff, and so you get these really cheap like molasses candies. I don't remember them. Oh no, there was like always like our Halloween bag was like always like full of them. 
It was always like the despair of Halloween. But, you know, it took forever to eat your way through all those molasses candies. And I would. And I would, yeah. <laughs> this but is I gross. Them. Yeah, I'll no, have exactly. another one. <laughs> well, no, it was like, but that's like what, that's like into, into you know, the second week of November. It's yeah. like, oh, well, I guess I get into the molasses candies now. It's better than yeah. nothing. Yes, exactly. Better in, than no candy. Yeah. In my neighborhood, the, the bad treat was like boxes of raisins. And you'd get that from old people. Right. Boxes of raisins and apples. Oh, yeah. we didn't do apples because I think there was enough kind of public service announcements about, yeah, about razor blades. Razor blades <laughs> and apples. Did yeah. that ever happen? That I don't know if that ever video. happened, you know? I really don't know if that ever happened. I remember, like, well, where I grew up, I grew up in Ville d'Anjou, and uh, the mayor of the city, Ernest Crepo, who eventually went to prison. But uh, I remember, like, that's the one thing he would do every year is he would come to the school and give every student an apple. That's so weird. It was so weird. It was so <laughs> weird. But I remember the great ceremony of him coming to the school gymnasium. You know, and it was like the arrival of like a like a foreign dignitary. Yeah. And it was Ernest Crepo there to give apples to every one of the students. It seems very like mid-1800s or something. It really does. I kind of miss it. <laughs> yeah, and my mayor, like the mayors now, of course the mayors of Montreal aren't giving apples to anybody. Well, maybe somebody in prison, but... You know, if they can get it, if they can get an apple. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're in the park. Some ladies Somebody's just jogged, jogged by, by us. <laughs> I feel the need. But to. they looked at us quite happily, you know, because <laughs> they on thought, our yeah, mics. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they saw us here with microphones. They thought we we're doing a show. Little did they know we are narrating their jog. <laughs> exactly. The ladies yeah. have made the first lap. Looking good. Yeah. Everybody looking good. Energetic. Looking good, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish I knew actual sports lingo. I would apply it now. I'm sure you yeah. do. I know some sports lingo, not Can, for running though. Yeah, you know, I don't. I, yeah, I don't think so. Is there any sports lingo for running? Whoa, that looks fast. That looks she real, won, and then really, it's done. Really fast. <laughs> wow. Ooh, somebody took a spill. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's about all I could do. All right, back to sandwiches. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should tell people why this is even our question. Oh, go right ahead. You yeah. are you are a sandwich columnist. I do. I've, I've written about sandwiches. Uh, I'm a travel writer for uh, En Route magazine, and so I write uh, often about uh, food and sandwiches, but I generally like write, uh, though I write different things for them, I generally write about uh, a working class American culture. Like okay. I, I write about like uh, sandwich stands, hot dog stands, tacos. Uh, I write about like dive bars, uh, ball games, yeah. that kind of thing, you know, the kind of things that uh, that people actually do. You know, which is weird sometimes, like uh, in uh, food writing, uh, for that to be your beat, you know, because you get you get a per diem sometimes to write about food, and this is usually for people writing about like real restaurants, you know, where you can order wine. Right. right? So you get like a per diem of like a, a few hundred bucks, and you if your life depended on it, you couldn't spend one hundred dollars at a taco stand. Yeah. You know, this is really great for you, though. No, it's good for me. Yeah, absolutely. What do you yeah. spend the rest of the money on? Well, you don't. You have to spend it on the food. Oh, you yes, can't uh, just keep it? You just can't just say, oh, well, I'll keep the change. Yeah, No, it'd be but incredibly could you, lucrative. Could you just be the hero of the taco stand and just be like, tacos on me for everybody? I that would be so. fun. That would be so fun. Yeah. You should do that. I will. I will. This, will <laughs> this, this is the goal of mine actually right now. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember, I remember once, like, uh, doing this, and I bought a lot of burgers at uh, an In-N-Out Burger in, uh, in Los Angeles. And I remember bringing them back to the hotel I was staying at. And uh, 
and I had too much and I gave some away and I was a total hero. It's really fun, I right? I was a total, total hero, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, absolutely. It was like the most amazing thing that happened to those people that day. Yeah. When you're just there and somebody out of nowhere comes up and gives you a burger. Seriously. Yeah. It is kind of the, it's at least the best day of your week, at least. At least, at least. Yeah. I would say life, but... Could you be know. life. Depends yeah. on how sad your life is, <laughs> I suppose. Um, is there any? Is there a particularly memorable sandwich, good or bad, that you've written about? Uh, they're all. I only write about the good ones, and uh, I definitely have had uh, some bad ones. Uh, but again, like they're not to me. Like that is never like memorable enough that I think, oh God, because I don't really. I don't really write reviews of the food. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of write like a story about the place that serves it and how it fits into the uh, community where it serves. So, like, let's say, like, the White House sub shop in, uh, in Atlantic City. Yeah. You know, like, that's a real, like, institution of that place. So to write about this sub shop is to write about, kind of like to write about the history of Atlantic City itself. Right. It's a place that, you know, like, Frank Sinatra would go to. Can you tell me that in French? Like, la histoire. <laughs> l'histoire. <laughs> the, the Atlantic City, c'est l'histoire de New Jersey. <laughs> l'histoire de White, the White House sub stand. C'est l'histoire de Atlantic City. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about that place. I haven't heard of it. It's just this great little, like, uh, especially now since, like, uh, Atlantic City got all, like, glammed up with uh, casinos, right? And so you have all these casinos, like, now at the uh, waterfront. And so Atlantic City used to be more just, like, a classic sort of, uh, you know, oceanside boardwalk. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, saltwater taffy and places to buy, like, a bathing suit for a dollar, you know, yeah. and so now they have, but this, this old sub stand, uh, you know, is still remains there, you know, and sort of is like, kind of like a, a link to Atlantic City's like past, uh, during its present. Yeah. I think so. Or that's, and it's delicious too. All, all the subs there are delicious. Do they know? have a signature sub? Uh, they do. It's, I think it's, uh, I think there's, I think there is one named after Frank Sinatra, which I think is their signature one. Did he, would, was he in there? I'm, oh yeah, no, he's definitely was in there and you can see pictures of him in there. Oh, I love that and kind of And you always stuff. know, like actually like great sandwich stands, like in the U S this is how you know it's a great sandwich stand. This is the only way, you know, it's truly a classic sandwich stand. Cause there's always a picture of Bill Clinton there. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> you know? yeah. like, when Clinton was campaigning, you know, like he would never fail to come to like you know the place. Yeah, and so every single like real institution of a sandwich stand in the United States has got like a classic picture of Bill Clinton. That's a really yeah. hot tip for people in the U.S. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if, we, if there's no Bill on the wall, no, get exactly. out of there. Get out of there, you know, because he's been everywhere. And, yeah, and he's got the, he's got the straight he's got the straight dope on what place to go to yeah yeah so they have that i know that in katz's deli in new york they have a special place on their wall of fame for clinton and you know what he ordered and and uh it was was some sort of strange order like two hot dogs a sandwich and like three diet cokes or something oh wow yeah (laughs) if you were to have a clinton-esque level of fame yeah what would be your classic order can you think of a place you know the place that may have your picture framed on the wall and your order and what would that be oh god oh i wish that was the case that that to me is like the ultimate uh the ultimate in fame is like having a sandwich named after you 
uh, I can't think of one like you know like I, I I wish like you know like the ones that like already existed that I like. There was like a special like sandwich in in uh, uh, there was a deli in Los Angeles just near MacArthur Park called Langer's Deli, and it really is one of the great like old delis now. As like old delis, the way that we understand it, like New York delis are kind of disappearing from the landscape of New York and the East Coast. The ones that remain in Los Angeles actually now are kind of like in some ways the most authentic New York style delis. Yeah. And so this one has a sandwich, and it's just called the Number Nineteen, you know, which is a terrible name, and I don't see why Sounds they can't. Delicious. <laughs> it is very delicious. You know, it's it's just a pastrami sandwich. It's uh, with uh, coleslaw and Russian salad dressing, and uh, a, a, I think a slice of cheese. Actually, that does sound delicious. It is really, really delicious. And so I think they could, I think they could manage like to call that the Dave McGimsey. The number nineteen that doesn't do anything. Yeah, it really doesn't. What's the name of this place again? Langers. And it's in it's L- in LA, LA, right near MacArthur Park. It's based, and there's no like I mean, it's a very like Hispanic district. The area. It's the only sort of like old school thing that still exists in mm-hmm. that uh, kind in that neighborhood. Uh, but you know, there's always a line up there every day. It's a classic like old deli, like great uh, matzo ball soup. Uh, you know, like a like a four page long menu, that kind of thing. I think this is a completely worthy goal in life and I'm I'm not going to rest until you've achieved it until no, I've done everything I can exactly, to help you yeah, achieve it yeah well, getting your picture in a bar is good, too. That, that, do you have your picture in a bar? I do. Where's I do. that? Uh, in Montreal at uh, Fiddler's Green. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I do have my picture there. And that, that's something that you earn in life. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, if there were a signature David McGimsey sandwich, that's the one that already exists at Langer. Yes. Do you have one, like, a sandwich that you make yourself or your dream? Um, or is that your dream sandwich? No, I I think that is like I don't make I don't like uh, I don't like making things like that at home so much. It's a lot of effort to go to because especially if you have if you have to buy the ingredients to make uh, a sandwich, like you got to buy a lot of ingredients, right? You got to buy like a loaf of bread, you yeah. Gotta buy like this and that, and then you have all this stuff. And I'm the kind of person who can't really like sleep knowing that I have a full jar of peanut butter in the house. You, you mean know? you'll eat it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I like think, oh, it's there. It's calling to me. It's like, you know, I have this in the house. <laughs> can't neglect my exactly. peanut butter. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. I bought that. So it's kind of dangerous for me to, you know, to have like my house like a, like fully stocked that way with, <laughs> with sandwich making opportunities. Yeah, fair and enough. I, and at some point too, like, uh, and like all food and sandwiches too, there's a, there's a point, like if you have the same thing, like after a while a certain monotony of food sets in you know that's a good thing about sandwiches like there while the template is fairly similar like bread and stuff yeah you know there is variety always that's true so you don't you don't always just like have the same thing i i i would say that a sandwich you make yourself is never as good as a sandwich somebody else makes for you never absolutely never I mean that is the nicest thing, right? When somebody makes you a sandwich. Oh my gosh! Isn't that the isn't that the the biggest testament to like affection possible? Isn't that also the cliche of like dudes after sex or something that's like, hey, now go make me a make sandwich. Me a sandwich. <laughs> and although that's a cliche, I just want to put out there: I feel that way after sex sometimes. Like, how great would it be right. if someone uh, if was like right that now, was, yeah. and then you're like having a little rest, and then yeah. they come back and give you a sandwich. Exactly, and you could say, well, that was great. I had a sandwich. 
I think we need to take that out of the realm yeah. of cliche and <laughs> stop judging it as a problem yeah. when I think it's a lot of human desires. Well, it is a problem if desires. you're asking for it. No, that's you know? exactly it. I'm saying yeah, people if, should... Yeah. If, if somebody... That's, that's the, the, the sandwich as gift uh-huh. should never be asked for. If someone says, I hear I made you this sandwich... Yes then it's always good. You know, even if you're not hungry, you're going to say, well, thank you. I'm going to eat this sandwich now for sure. You know, know, but if someone says, you know, hey, can I make you a sandwich? You might say, oh, I'm not hungry right now. Thank mm-hmm. you. You know, or, you know, or, or politeness will say that, you know, or, hey, I, I feel like having, you can't ask for it. That'd be the worst. I'm, I'm going to posit that everyone listening to this podcast, okay. maybe not today. I don't know when you're listening or what your life is like, but let's say give yourself a challenge this week. Make someone else a sandwich. I will do the same. I will too. And we'll see how kinder and gentler the world can be if we all do that. I always dreamed about like somebody like mailing me a pie. I always thought. Oh my gosh! I always thought that would be like the greatest like thing that somebody could ever do. It's like you you went and like say there's the mailman at the door, you know? Yeah. Oh, what? Like oh, I got a package. Is a book or something? Oh no, it's a pie. Fantastic! (laughs) Somebody mailed me. Went out of their way to mail me a pie. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, I am. I'm in a mood to make all your dreams come true right now. You probably (laughs) don't want to give out your address on. On the internet. I'm not going to give out my address okay. on the internet. But I know your yeah. address, and yeah, it doesn't exactly. mean you can't get a pie mail to you yeah. at some point. <laughs> yeah. I want to make all your dreams come yeah. true, Mackenzie. <laughs> um, I'm tempted just to shout mayonnaise, because I, I think we need to wrap this up. Okay. Right. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for hanging out. What a out. pleasure, Deanne. Absolutely. Aww. Let's, uh, let's uh, like have a sandwich uh, soon. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, and everyone, don't forget to make sandwiches for someone, anyone. And it doesn't even have to be someone already in your life. As David can attest, giving a sandwich to a complete stranger will freaking make their day. Absolutely. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Questionable at Best is available every Thursday at nomoradio.com. Check out the website to join in on the weekly Questionable at Best comment thread. Head over there. Talk about this stuff with us. Weigh in. Ask more questions. Answer questions. Get involved. Paint a fence. Make it happen. Join the community. I don't know if there's a community, you guys, and paint a fence is not a thing that people say, so I don't know why I just said it, but um, just go over there. I would love to continue this conversation with you. Support for the No More Radio Podcast Network comes from the Montreal Improv Theater. Check them out at montrealimprov.com. Our cool graphic was designed by Charlie Sneaker. Her work is on Instagram, charlie underscore design. That's Charlie with a Y. Do not be fooled. Our super sweet intro and outro music, which you're listening to right now, was composed by comic and renaissance man Mike Carosa. His Twitter is Mike Carosa. That's two R's, two Z's, two A's, although not sequentially. You'll figure it out. Also, I just said renaissance man. If you are listening in the UK, I say to you, renaissance man. I'm Deanne Smith. I have an internet presence. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you again next week. <laughs>